When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up, y'all? This is Biddy from DGB. I'm here to put y'all up on game about Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a quick rundown. Now, basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Now, here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or the computer. So no matter what your setup is, you can start creating today. That means you can't make no excuses about you got to go on Amazon, get this microphone, get this certain camera. I need this and that. No, you can go right on Anchor, record today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify and any other places where you uh, listen to podcasts. Um, You can do that with a single tap. It's easy. Just record, click. Anchor is also the only place where you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. Now, with Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. All you got to do is go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what's your excuse, man? Get started. Like, now. Ah. This is Mr. Don Tripp. I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. Cheer Told me don't let them see me sweat So I bought a sticker degree right before I turn up the thermostat Shut your ch- Alright, so we got Don Tripp off the porch with us today, man Indeed, indeed Yeah, appreciate it How you feeling today, bro? Man, I can't complain You know, as long as I'm alive, I wouldn't dare complain Yeah, that's real, man You know, indeed. we interviewed you a couple years ago But we had you stashed in like a closet or something Yeah, you know, I get it Sometimes you gotta do that <laughs> You know, sometimes you gotta be discreet yeah. So, I mean, that just shows that you a day warner, man. You was around <laughs> before we even had a Yeah, y'all, y'all been rocking with me for, for quite some time. I don't know how long I've been doing this, but, you know, y'all was one of the first people to, you know, to rock with me. So, Absolutely. you know, I never turned down. Yeah, man. Even in the dog room. So, you know, <laughs> I'm with it. I appreciate you, bro. All right. So what, what got you out here in Atlanta for this trip, man? I came out to shoot a video for one of the, uh, one of the features I've done. Okay. You know, I'm still running it. I ain't doing as many as, as you know, last time we talked. Yeah. I ain't doing as many as then, but, you know, I'm still running the features. Of course, okay. you know, with everything going on, in and everything to keep the bank flowing, we're good. Oh, absolutely. And I know people love to get the chance to get a Don Trip feature, hey, man. Because hey. you've been oh. ripping these anyway. I appreciate it. Yeah. Indeed. Yep. All right, so, man, man, what inspires you to start rapping at first? To start rapping? Wow. I know, it's way back. 
You a Chris Cross is what inspired me to start rapping. You know, they was kids. That was the first time we seen kids, you know, in, in that, that realm. So from seeing that, like, oh, shit, we looked at that like, you know, if they could do it, we could do it. Took me a lot longer to pop than Chris Cross, <laughs> but, you know, because I had to be like eight or nine or something from seeing that. But okay. I, you know, I've been rapping ever since. It didn't make much sense then, but, you know, yeah. you know come with time. At what point did you start to take it serious and figure out, man, I'm going to put my all into this and try this thing out, man? Uh, I, probably, I, I was probably 16. That was my first time going in the studio. I loved it. Um, it took a little longer for me to understand the economics of, you know, of music. But, you know, I, I, I guess I always loved creating it and, you know, and being an artist. Yeah. And at 16, of course, I'm, I was unseasoned, so it was a lot, of, a lot of stuff I had to learn, even, you know, just as far as the craft or just as far as creating the music. Mm -hmm. But I took it serious. I took it more serious than, than everything, really, than school, than, you know, than know uh, relationships than anything you know music was everything yeah you know anyone that listens to you man knows you're all about the bars man were, <laughs> were you like that back then too were you focused on the bars too uh, like, i right? was more focused on the bars i was less focused on content so it was all punchlines okay so, really <laughs> like if i i don't remember any of the, uh, the the songs or the verses from all the way back then but it was all punchlines <laughs> You know, you could you couldn't take two two bars out of any of those records, and you know, and none of them would coincide with each other. It had nothing to do with nothing. <laughs> it was just punchline after punchline, and you know, uh, experience. You know, from living, I you know I started uh, you know incorporating my life in it, and I stepped away from the the catchy raps, so to speak. Yeah, yep. I think the first time I discovered you was um, the, the Eastside GTV freestyles. So. Oh, you're real. Um, see, when I did those, I was about, uh, I had to be about 23, I think. Okay. Somewhere around that. That's when uh, I really, I was trying to find a way to make it work without having the, the funds to do the whole, you know, the whole label deal thing. And I wasn't a fan of Soldier Boy, but I saw the impact he had, you know, with the internet. And I was like, fuck it, I'm, you know, right, we're gonna shoot in the dark and whatever happened, happened. If I, you know, because if I wouldn't have got any views, nobody would have knew. Yeah. Nah, it's, you know, so the fact that it, I did and the fact that it, it turned into something that, you know, that, if anything, that reassured me that I could really do this. Because it was different seeing people, again, you know, this is when I was first getting familiar with the internet. So it was different seeing people react to something that I wasn't in front of. And you know, it was, you know, it was a lot wider. It was different than performing in a, uh, you know, in a nightclub or something. You seeing the reaction you get from the people you can touch. Mm -hmm. And you can only do one of those. And you know, me doing it on the internet, that, that you know, that opened the, the spectrum, that made it where I could be in front of thousands or, you know, hundreds of thousands of people at the same time. Yeah. And you know, that, from that, I went on looking back. Yeah. Did those freestyles take off right away, or was it kind of a grind putting those out? And it took off a year later. Uh, okay. The Letter to My Son record, of course. That uh, when that picked up, that made that made people go and check to see what else they had. Mm -hmm. And then everything started moving. Yeah. And then eventually, um, <clears throat> eventually, I learned the economics of the music business and understood that I didn't own any of those songs because they, you know, they was other people's beats. Mm -hmm. And when I found out the money that it made and it didn't belong to me, that, yeah. <laughs> so 
you know, no, not so much with the the East Side GTVs now. Yeah. It don't, you know, it don't make enough financial sense now. So. Yeah. Were you surprised that letter to my son was the one that took off? Consider it's such a personal song. Like, did you even expect people to fuck with it? No. Nah. See, with that, I, like I said, you know, none of the records was picking up like that. So every record I put up, it was, I guess, more so for me and less so for the audience because there was no audience, so to speak. So when it popped, you know, I didn't see it coming. And it popped at an unfortunate time, actually, because I had a second. Well, no, no, I didn't have a second child yet. We, she was just a little twisted already. And the son hadn't done his damage. So the son done, the son, I already couldn't see my son for a year. Then the son came out and that just gave me a second year to not see my son. <laughs> it, it, like it, you know, it increased the turmoil, but it put me in a space where I could provide for my family. I mean, I had, you know, I had to do a little more maneuvering for that to actually pan out for me, not just the song, but, <clears throat> but my career for me yeah. to, you know, be uh, financially stable. But it taking off, you know, it, I didn't see it coming, but you know, it was something I appreciated and I, I felt like I had to capitalize. Yeah. What did it mean to you to read those comments about so many other, you know, men <laughs> comments saying that they could relate to it? They going through the same shit too. It was crazy because, you know, again, like I say, you know, I, I mean, you, before the internet, I'm used to, you know, touching the people that's in front of me. So to see people, especially from out the country, you know, oh, yeah. seeing that and seeing that I wasn't the only one going through what I was going through. It made me feel a little better about it. It kind of make it a little sad at the same time to know that this is, you know, to know that this occurrence is so common and it's still a situation, you know, it's still a problem, it still occurs and nothing's fixing it. And you don't like it, you know, nothing's going to fix it in the future either. So yeah. the fact that people still go through it. The other day I saw uh, Halle Berry complaining about being on child support. That made my day. They got her on child support? Yeah, yeah I don't know who, <laughs> who she divorced, but he got her on child support. She said uh, $16,000 a month is too much for any child. <laughs> yeah, you know, I agree. But I don't pay 16000 a month. So. <laughs> but, you know, that was a highlight. I, you know, I've never really seen a, uh, a woman speak up on yeah, you don't hear like, that too child often. support shit. And who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And that was, that was different. It was, it was uh, relieving, I said. Yeah. yeah. When we talked two years ago, you said you don't listen to the song anymore. Is that still no, true? No, I stopped listening to the song a long time ago. Yeah. But, I mean, you got to consider, like you said, it was my real life. And one, that's a, a place and time on past now. And the song is, uh, you know, it's, a, it's a, a milestone or a time capsule. So listening to the song kind of bring me back to uh, that period in my life. And, you know, that's the last place I want to be in my mind. Yeah. yeah. Anyone that follows you on social media knows and you're big on fatherhood, man. How many kids you got now? <laughs> About 30. <laughs> you ain't got 30. <laughs> no, I got, uh, I got seven. Okay. I got seven children. I love them dearly. Um, I don't know if that's about to be your next question or not, but I don't know if I'm done. <laughs> uh, I ain't, uh, I ain't planning none, but you know, I just let life happen how it happens. I yeah. think, I think if anything, I'm a, uh, 
<clears throat> I might be patting myself on my own back, but I think I'm a great father. So, you know, and the day I can't provide for my children is when I'll go give my my balls snipped and all that shit. But until then, so be it. Yeah. What's I mean, being a father be taught you about big, life? Uh, say it again. What has being a father taught you about life? That it's not about you. You know, it, like you know, it's shit with every aspect. It's not. It's not about me. I got to raise them in a manner that I wasn't raised. I got to teach them things that you know that weren't taught to me. I had to learn on my own. And you know, uh, seven kids. That's seven different personalities. I might as well have a show. <laughs> I would have to break it up. It would have to be like two, sh like CSI and CSI Miami. I would have to <laughs> do two two versions of the show. Yeah, you almost got the full baseball team, man. Two more. How many players is on the baseball team? Nine. Nine? Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. Or if you get three, they can play five on five basketball. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's that's the goal, right? Yeah. Five on five <laughs> basketball. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna need a uh, a school bus. Yeah. I already need a school bus now. Yeah. What can you tell us about the song "Disappointed," man? Disappointed. Um. I I I won't I won't throw no person under the bus. I ain't really into that. But it was a person around me at that time that that had a you know that has a son, and you know I, I see I've seen I, I have to put it in past tense because you know I don't rock with this person now. But I watched this person basically live his life. You know, like live it up. He was you know carefree. He you know do whatever he wanted to do. Party when he wanted to party. You know, vacation when he wanted vacation. And never tend to his son. And he had a, I think his son just turned 18. And, you know, he perfectly fine with letting another man raise his son. And I, not, I mean, like, completely raised, like, not, uh, you know, that's his stepdad. Like, you know, that's his dad. I'm, I just made him. I'm going to keep, keep it moving. And from watching that dad, uh, you know, it made me disappointed in him. And, you know, of course, like you just said a second ago, like, letter to my son, my life is my music. And I just had to vent, so to speak, because I felt like I felt like sometimes we be given. Sometimes we use the word man, and that male didn't deserve to be called a man. And you know, that's just something I had to speak on. And yeah. you know, speaking from my own experiences as well, because I didn't have a father. And you know, I don't. I think I said it in the song. I don't remember the lyrics that well. Uh, but you know, I don't know what it's like to have a father, but I know what it's like to not have one. And that's the feeling that I would never want my kids to, to have or endure. So, you know, just that. And you know, me seeing this, you know, this nigga got an 18 year old son and you know, of, of all things, this would be the time, you know, to do more bonding than ever. But you know, seeing that and seeing that it doesn't affect him the way it would affect me. And my son's just 11, so, you know, and seeing that, that just, that, like I said, it made me disappointed. It made me look at them different. And, you know, coming back from that, 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 sh that showed me something. I mean, if you can't, you ain't going to stand tall for a child, the person you made, the person you created, that depends on you whether, you know, whether they chose to or not. If you ain't going to stand tall for them, then what the hell would make me think you'd stand tall for me? Mm -hmm. You created that person. So, you know, that, just something I had to say. Yeah, no, that's real. And I love what you did with the music video too. I appreciate it. I appreciate. Actually, that was um, I think you met you met Schizo. Yeah. Uh, no, I was in the video, right? Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Look, see the way he did that. That was like that's a song that was near and dear to me. 
and like he was adamant on creating a video for it. And he came with a whole bunch of different uh, scenarios and treatments for it, and I mm -hmm. just went digging none of them. And he came in one day and he showed me uh, you know, a few clips of what he had. And when I seen the direction he was going in, it was still you know, more music video-ish. Yeah. But when I seen, you know, the, the when I seen the direction he was going as far as, you know, displaying other fathers, I'm like, you know, we got it. That's what we need. You know, let's simplify it and let's run with that. And then when he came back with the uh the last edit, he was like, check this out. I was crying. Because, you know, he had I didn't I didn't meet with you to do that. I didn't know you yeah. was in it. I didn't know Star was in it. I didn't know that uh Nar was like, you know, I didn't know any of these people were, you know, were in the video. And the fact that he he went and and it was a hell of a journey for him to pull it off. But the yeah. fact that he went that far and he captured, you know, the, the the essence of fatherhood with people that's near and dear to me, that shit made it everything. Like, you know, I'm sure a lot of people that watch the video don't know that most of the people in that video are related to me. And, you know, that meant everything to me. So Yeah. Yeah, that turned out really dope. I appreciate it. Yeah. So what inspires you to keep creating today? Um... It's fun. It's not so much for the money now. Not, I mean, the money is important, of course. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just I enjoy it more now because I get I got rid of all the rules. I just do what the fuck I feel like doing now. I ain't, um, no, I don't much uh, like. I, I'm not worried about what somebody's gonna think or say or feel once they hear the song. Like, it don't much matter to me now. Well, I guess now less than ever. It, you know, there was a point in time, that's how I kind of looked at it. I don't want people to get the wrong impression, yada, yada, yada. But now, you know, shit, you're going to hear my song and somebody else's song right after it. So if you are displeased with it, I don't even care, you know, when they do the whole shit, you know, it's council culture now. So you say the wrong shit and everybody want to, you know, cut you out. But I ain't commercially big enough for to be counseled anyway. So I don't give a shit. I can say what I want to say. <laughs> And sometimes now I just get a kick out of saying the fuck I feel like saying. Yeah. And you built up this loyal fan base that yeah, I don't right even think me. they would cancel you anyway, man. No, I don't think so. I mean, it got to a point, you know, early, you know, you've been rocking with me for a minute. So, you know, early on with the internet, when people say sideways shit, you know, I couldn't help myself but to respond to mm -hmm. your sideways shit. I, I, you know, I, I knew no other way. <laughs> now I don't have to say anything. Like on Twitter, if you say something sideways to me, I'll retweet what you said, and they gonna attack. <laughs> they, they gonna go they in for you. Days, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> that shit's not gonna stop. And I get a kick out of that now, so you know, I appreciate the the loyal fan base. You know, doing as much as I can to, to keep building that fan base. So. Yeah. What do your fans mean to you? It mean everything. I mean, I can't do shit, none of this shit without the fans. Otherwise, I would be, you know, it would be. The equivalent of me recording a song to play in my car, you know, that's that's no fun. Yeah. Is there any keys um, that you have used to stay relevant and keep that fan base? Honesty. That's it. That's I. You know, I I really look at my music like honest music. If you know, if I could be a genre, I would be honest music. You know, I don't do that. You know, I mean, you know, anybody that's for me. I don't, I don't write about nothing. I don't have. Nothing I haven't acquired. You haven't seen any of my videos with me in rented cars or, you know, fake jewelry, fake money. You know, just, that's just not me. But that's what I'm saying, you know, me sticking true to who I am and, and you know, what I have experienced. 
I don't much speak on uh, other people's shit. You know, I don't much care about other people's business, but you know, the honesty, I think that's what got it. I think that's what gave me the lane that I got. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, last year you and Krim um, put out that Lethal Weapon collab. Yeah, I think, well, it might have been a year before last. Was it? Okay. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm old, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, we put, uh, that was a taste. See, Krim is one of them people, just like how I rock with y'all, because, you know, y'all fuck with me from the jump. Krim is one of them people, too. Like, you know, before I had a name, before anybody knew who I was, I was about 16 when I met Krim. Really? And, you know, nobody knew who I was, and, you know, he showed the same love. At one point, he wanted to sign me. I wasn't in no space to be signed or no shit then. But either way, you know, the relationship just grew from that. And, you know, one day he hit me, he was like, man, let's get in the studio. You know, shit, we, we probably can put a whole tape out. And I'm like, man, I don't give no shits. You know, for some people, the people, for some of the people around. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, this is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. For me, or for the people around me, if, if we share the, the common interest as far as music, then I don't put a price tag on it. It's, you know, it's just us rocking and doing what we do. So, you know, I, 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 you know, I wasn't looking for him to pay me for the features or nothing. I've, I've never charged him for a feature, but that was just one of them things. And, you know, I just felt like, you know, there wasn't nothing. I, I would, you know, record that many records on my own anyway and do whatever. So I yeah. felt like it was a good look. Yeah. I feel like Krim is so underrated too, man. Like he's he been doing it for a long he's been doing it longer than me, so yep. he's definitely been doing it for a long time. Yep. Yeah. All right, so man, what, what do you got? New project? Come on, talk yeah, to us, man. Like uh, you said, that may not even been last year. What have uh, you been doing? Yeah, I won't say what I've been doing. Uh, <laughs> no. You know the the whole shit, this the whole corona shit kinda slowed shows and shit down. Mm-hmm. And I just took that time to find other things to, uh, you know, to make money off of, basically, and other hobbies. Like now, I build guns. Okay. Uh, but as far as music, as far as the releases, I'm gonna drop so much shit this year. It's about to be ridiculous. Did Corona affect your creativity, or? No, I ain't much do nothing to that. We'll see. It probably would have if I, you know, I don't record in, in commercial studios, so, you know, I think it would have if that was the case, but, you know, I recorded my own shit, so it's, it was the same amount of people that it was before Corona hit, and just me and the engineer. I don't, you know, I, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> I don't rock with a lot of people, so. <laughs> <I know. laughs> All right, so, um, man, Step Brothers 4, man. Step Brothers 4. You know, this is the 10-year anniversary, right? 10 years? Really? Shit. Yeah, my old man. <laughs> yeah. Look, we're working. We're trying to get it together. That's one of them things, like, you got to do it when it makes sense. And everything about it's got to make sense. And, you know, Craig is, is, is a father now. So even his, uh, you know, his interests have, have changed, too. Now, I won't say his interests, but, you know, the things that's important. And not to say music isn't, but that's, that's what I mean when it comes to music. The travel ain't... Um, you know, he used to be able to get up and just move. And that's what he used to do. So I used to have to 
catch him. Like, you know, we, like, we working on Step Brothers and I got to drive to Atlanta because he's in Atlanta for three days. And if I don't catch him these three days, he's going to go to fucking Arizona. And I ain't going to Arizona for nothing. So, you know, I got to catch him when I got to catch him. Now it's a little different for him. So he can't just bounce around. He still, quite, you know, he do it quite a bit, just not as much as he used to. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's one of them things that, of course, it's happening. It's, you know, it's in the making. But we don't want to rush it. That's, you know, the last thing you want to do is rush it. You yeah. rush it, you're going to fuck it all up. Yeah. And, you know. Did you guys, when you guys created the first one, did you think there would be such a high demand 10 years later, man? No, when we created the first one, we, I don't think we was looking at shit. Like, we was, you know, of course, we were older and mature, more mature now, but we weren't thinking about tomorrow. We, we was on right now. And that's that's how it came together so fast. Is you know we weren't thinking about shit. I had no idea that it would live this long. Of course, you know I wouldn't have known I'd be speaking about the ten year anniversary of it. But it popped and it, and it created like a second fan base for me. And you know I, that's something I'll forever be grateful for. Yeah. And I could have sworn I saw a clip of you guys. I think it was in Nashville. You guys were performing, and you promised. It was gonna drop this year. I don't think I promised anything. <laughs> I don't must use that word often. Hmm. You gonna have to show me that clip. I'm gonna have to relook this one. But up. we work. We we are working on it. Okay. I hope I didn't promise anything. But we working on it. Okay. Um, any new producers you've been working with lately, or is it pretty much the same uh, cast that you've been working with? I know you and Chef. See, that's tricky up. when it comes to the producers, because. You really ain't worked with them until you paid them. And you can't pay them until you know that the beat that you got ain't been, you know, filtered to 72 other rappers. Mm-hmm. So we in, uh, you know, we're we, we doing the, uh, you know, the, uh, the inventory on the beats right now. So I can't say. But, uh, of course, I still ride with Chef Kitchen. Yeah, he uh, just Street dropped a song with you uh, the other yeah, day. Yeah, uh, Anti-Presperant. I hope I pronounced that right. You know what? I was going to fuck that name up and I was waiting for you to say it. And I think you did fuck it up. But don't I worry, I would have fucked it up too. It happens. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Sheffield, one of them people, like, you know, we're kind of close. You know, it's more than just a, a producer artist relationship. So that's something. You know, I hold that kind of shit in there and there. I think that's the only way you can really, like, you know, I think that's the only way a producer can really. If, you know, feel the, the the vibe that I'm on or, you know, know what direction to go in. And uh, we got some, you know, we about to work on some shit too. Okay. I won't, you know, I won't name no projects or no dates. You know. <laughs> but you have been working. Yeah, yeah of course, of okay. course, of course. It's been a little tricky. Uh, you know, like close to the end of last year, my brother passed. So mm-hmm. when that happened, um, the incident that occurred, my Two other brothers were involved in it, and those are the people that I have in the studio. So for a second, I had to, you know, shake back because it was a little, you know, it's a little weird for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think anyone that's ever been to your shows knows Piff, man. Yeah, yeah, Piff was definitely alive. Wow, he's going to stomp a hole in the stage. He de- even in house shoes, he's going to stomp a hole in the stage. But, you know, actually, um, I, I think that show with Star was the first time I performed without him. Really? And I've been performing with him since I was 16, so hmm. that was a little different for me, too. Was it difficult at all? Like, man, I know he was going to be right yeah, here with you. Yeah, it was emotional. Yeah. Yeah. 
Any chance of releasing some music that's uh, with him? Yeah, I plan to do a whole tape with him. Like he, he, he recorded a lot of music. He was one of those, uh, he was an aspiring artist. And since he was my brother, a lot of, a lot, well, he's my older brother, my big brother. So a lot of my advice kind of go to the wayside because, you know, he, he had a complex, you know, my little brother can't teach me nothing. <laughs> and, you know, fortunately, although it's an unfortunate, uh, you know, unfortunate moment, I get to curate it, so to speak. And that's what I'm, you know, that's one of the things I'm working on, putting out a tape with me and him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I saw on his Instagram, I think he even called it Blood Brothers. You guys were. I don't know. Like I said, Piff was alive. Wow. He might have <laughs> promoted some shit that we didn't discuss. So, you know, okay. that's Piff. <laughs> All right. So, how, can you put out a number on how many projects you plan to drop this year? You say you're going to drop a lot of music. Yeah, I'm going to drop a lot of shit. At least four. At least okay. four. Okay. It might be more than that. Um, no, I'm not counting Step Brothers. That doesn't even include Step Brothers. No, that doesn't include Step Brothers, but it's going to be at least four projects. Okay. You know how I rock, so, you know, yeah. it's going to be a little different. I'm going to have a lot of fun. And, they, uh, you know, I've been hearing that they are uh, opening the, 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 the doors for us to go back outside. So mm -hmm. if they first start back booking me, then yeah, they definitely get four <laughs> projects. Yeah, I kind of figured um, if you guys could tour, Step Brothers 4 may be out. Yeah, I mean, well, shit, if I could tour, if, if we could tour, it would be a lot more content out. You know, that, that shit kind of went hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's what, how, how the content is created, because we on the road. And, yep. you know, shit happens and, you know, something sparked a creative light bulb for us to go in and make a song about this or that or, you know. And once that popped, you know, we get to really have some fun. Yeah. All right, Trip. Any last words? Any shout outs before we wrap it up, man? No, I'll shout people out. <laughs> <laughs> Can DGB get a shout out? Of course, man. Of course, man. Dirty Glove, that's for life, man. You know, I'm rocking. I don't know which camera y'all filming me with, but. Both of them. Okay, but yeah. that's right. Fuck my eyes up. <laughs> y'all know we rocking Dirty Glove Bastard, Mr. Don Trip. It's for life. I don't know how long we've been rocking, but we're going to keep rocking. Maybe 12 years? It might be. It's Maybe been a longer. Minute. I mean, I think y'all was the first people to put me on a blog site. And that was, that was new for me. I remember. Matter of fact, y'all the first people to put me on a blog site. And then, because that was before, before you start writing, like, you know, you, you do like a review of the shit. Mm -hmm. And y'all was the first people to write a review, too. That's so, it. you know, that shit. That's, you know, that's, that's the kind of shit I hold near and dear. Yeah. Told me don't let them see me sweat So I bought a sticker degree right before I turn up the thermostat Shut your trap, I promise you don't want any If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac Or drop a crispy fry between the car seats Or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat Then that wasn't a road trip, it was just a really long drive Ba-da-ba-ba-ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's